good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Mary Alice, in our reading through the Psalms in the One Year Bible, we've been in a section of the Psalms that are called Psalms of Ascent. And in the NLT, I love it, it says, Psalm for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. But these people are actually going to worship at the temple. Right. And the psalm, the Psalms of Ascent correspond to the number of the steps there, oh. which is really interesting to me. But of course, we live in a different age. We live yes. in the church age. But what I love about these Psalms of Ascent is that we do have a parallel with the believers back in Israel, and that is they are preparing their heart for worship mm -hmm. with the Word of God. They're getting their heart ready. And I think that's something that doesn't get preached enough. I mean, that's the fault of people like me. It's important before we get into the worship experience to have our hearts prepared. I mean, yes. David is gonna say various things, and eventually I wanna get back to uh, Psalm 130, but he'll, he'll uh, in the most famous line, I guess, from the Psalms of Ascent, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And this morning we were reading from Psalm 131, and I love this, he said, I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I've calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for his mother's milk. And I thought, I need that one because well, typically, one. <laughs> typically yes. when I'm on my way to church, I'm thinking about all these heavy concepts that I need to, well, to share. Well, living in this age, we tend to take on matters too big for us. That's right. But so, God's got it under control. You know, I thought, I want to I wanted calm myself like mm -hmm. a weaned child before I go to worship. But I really want to focus on Psalm 130 because there's a little uh, couplet there that really speaks to me. And so I'm in Psalm chapter 130 and the third and fourth verse. He says, Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could ever survive? Mm -hmm. And then how many times does the Bible challenge us, challenge us because it's backward to what we would think? Yes. Which means we're backward. That's right, we're backward. <laughs> we're backward, mm -hmm. but um, mm -hmm. let me read this line, Mary Allison. I'd love to get your take on this. And this is right after he says, Lord, if you kept a record of sins, who could survive? He said, but you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. Mm. Typically, I think we associate the judgment of God with fear. But here, David is associating the forgiveness of God that leads us to a reverential fear. What do you think about that? Well, it's interesting because the forgiveness presumes that we acknowledged our sin, first of all. Yeah. And I think once we have weighed the gravity of our sin and then enjoyed the benefit of the forgiveness, then I think it does make us want to fear God uh, in a reverential fear. You know, we, we realize how great he is and how wonderful he is that he would forgive us. Well, it's so important. You know, in Titus, and we have book by book tomorrow night tomorrow night and we, actually it's tonight from when this is going to be playing it'll be tonight that's and right and we're talking about titus because last last month we were talking about titus mm -hmm. and philemon and then of course you're going to introduce hebrews but right. in titus there's a marvelous verse that says the grace of god mm -hmm. teaches us that denying wickedness we should live soberly and righteously for the Lord in this present time. So I, I think people have the idea, well, grace is easy. And if we have grace, then perhaps people will just feel permission to sin. But when a person experiences the true grace of God, it causes us, according to the book of Titus, to want to live holy lives. Well, if, if grace 
feels like a lie since I would challenge that the person's heart isn't humble and tender before God. They right. haven't ever come to a place of surrendering themselves to the Lord. I'll see if I can explain this. Mary Alice, you can explain it better than I can. But I think when we experience someone's love and forgiveness, mm -hmm. we fear ever hurting that person yes. again. Because the Bible says, if you, you offer forgiveness, that we, we might learn to fear you. And I think the fear there is not fear of judgment. It's the no. fear of displeasing the Lord. Yes. We want to be in that right relationship. We want that sweet relationship between us and Him. And also, you know, I, there's just a... How, how do we, it, it almost sounds selfish to say that, but once you've enjoyed his blessings, you want to keep enjoying his blessings. Yeah. And you understand that right relationship is where blessings live. Well, I want to say <laughs> one more thing, and, and this is maybe a little different from what we've been talking about up to this point, but a lot of people have the idea that the Old Testament people came to God through law, and we live in the age of grace, which we do live in the age of yes. grace. There's no doubt about that. But I want to point out that the people in the Old Covenant they had to rely upon the grace of God, yes. just like we have to rely on the grace of God. Listen to David's language. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who could ever survive? Yes, I just true. want you to know the Old Testament believers understood the grace of God too. Paul talks yes. about that in the book of Romans, that Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Mm -hmm. He says that over the book of Romans. So throughout the culture, throughout history, uh, from the beginning of time, it's been the grace of God that has drawn us to God. And then ultimately when he was revealed in the person of Jesus, we we really do understand just how blessed we are. And we don't want to sin against yes. the God who loves us. You know, I've talked about grace sometimes with people and, and I've had people that were works oriented, works based. They would say, well, if I believed what you believe, I'd sin all I want to. And I always ask them, do you want to sin? Mm -hmm. You know, because therein lies the issue. But we don't want to break God's heart no. by our conduct. So one more time, let me read it. Psalm 130, verse 3. Lord, if you kept a record of our sins, who, O oh Lord, could ever survive? But you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. What a wonderful yes. scripture. Yes, it is. Mary Alice, would you pray for us today? Yes, let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you uh, offer forgiveness and that you don't keep a record of our sins because Jesus paid for them on the cross. And even this morning, Father, I just pray that you would work on our hearts and help us to have a tender heart, work on the desires of our heart that we would always want to please you for your great uh, love and forgiveness that you've brought into our lives. Uh, pray for all those that are watching or listening this morning, whatever they're uh, facing today, Father, I pray for your, your love to surround them and your wisdom to guide them and just uh, draw us close to you, Father, because we need you. We need you in every part of our life. We're going to thank you and praise you for everything you're doing and are going to do. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you for joining us for Noah's yes. Window tonight, book by book. Book by book. We'll be talking uh, through Titus and Philemon that we introduced last month. And then we'll be introducing Hebrews. It'll be a good time. Mark's going to be there, Lord willing. In so. just a supporting capacity. <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. Okay, so we're looking forward to seeing you there, hopefully. And, uh, and otherwise, we'll look forward to seeing you here on Noah's Window tomorrow. That's right. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.